to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Brook here, on another magical, mindful, maddening Monday morning. Today, friends, Torture Report 257, The Anatomy of a Psyop. Through the looking glass we go. I'm just going to jump right in. Going to be along here. We're going to break this down a little bit. For all the friends listening on all the podcast platforms out there from Spotify to iTunes and Apple, I mean uh, Google and all that, uh, you're not getting everything in this podcast. You got to go to the thetorchreport.com to check out the the uh, images, the picture here of the U.S. reaching the nuclear fusion breakthrough and all the other goodies in the article. And friends, if you're there right now, go ahead and click that heart and give me some love in advance. I know by the time we get to the end of the podcast, sometimes other things are going on. But I just want to open up here with an eye-catching headline from CNN. It says the U.S. reaches nuclear fusion breakthrough, and they have this brilliant picture. It's amazing. The scientists have uh, have finally successfully produced a nuclear fusion reaction resulting in a net energy gain in the quest toward unlimited clean energy, sources tell CNN. Of course, sources have told everybody else the news is out there, and that's a big deal. That's fascinating. Is it not? What great news? What great news? I mean, seriously, I mean that literally. You know, if we could achieve uh, nuclear fusion, that's phenomenal. That's awesome. It would be very, very cool if scientists could successfully produce an endless amount of clean energy that could provide limitless power uh, to everyone on Earth. Amazing. Let me ask you this. Do you think they'll ever get around to actually doing that? I mean, really doing that, providing abundant, clean energy to everybody on Earth. I mean, it looks like we've got the technology, maybe, but will they get around to actually doing it? And if they do, well, what happens then? Let's just kind of play this one out a little bit, kind of a a hypothetical thought experiment to get the neural synapses firing this morning. Let's just say that they do have it dialed in. And let's say it becomes a common process that can be done economically at scale, right? They can they can take this nuclear fusion and produce it economically at scale and get it all around the world. The supply lines are set up, distribution begins, and then what? What happens from there? I mean, we're imagining a best-case scenario here, right? I'm just playing with it. What 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 happens then? Such powerful technology would certainly need to be regulated, would it not? You know, I mean, we wouldn't want some crackpot mad scientist type nut job out there tinkering with nuclear fusion in the basement, right? I mean, we could all acknowledge that would end very badly, potentially. So therefore, if humanity achieves the ability to generate endless amounts of abundant energy, the government then must absolutely regulate it for the greater good, of course. And in an increasingly tech-connected modern world, the government would no doubt need to monitor and control how much of the energy any given person is using and for what purpose. And they would have to monitor and control this energy, regulate everything, in order to keep people safe from the bad actors who might be inclined to use such powerful technology against the greater good. I mean, can you imagine if Al-Qaeda got their hands on a, a cold fusion nuclear reactor? Holy smokes, you know, all it would take 
friends is for just one bad apple, just one radical extremist to do something stupid and perpetrate some crime against humanity. And then all of a sudden, the whole of society would be up in arms, crying foul and begging the government to intercede, begging the government to protect the public from such bad things ever happening ever again, because only the government has the authority. Only the government has the power and the surveillance capabilities to track down these extremists who threaten the public health and safety, who threaten peace and stability, and who even threaten democracy itself with their vile, selfish, extremist acts of terrorism. (laughs) You know, the need for the government to keep people safe is abundantly clear. The logic is infallible. Nobody in their right mind would ever challenge this premise. Case closed, right? But wait, friends, I'm not going to insult your intelligence. I might like to tickle the brain a little bit today. uh, But what if the government had been infiltrated by bad actors? (gasps) What if the government was infiltrated by extremists? Oh, the horror. How would we ever know? Who would be able to keep us safe then? Oh, my gosh. You know, mind blown, (laughs) right? But snap out of it. That's never going to happen. Pull yourself together, man. The government will never be infiltrated by bad actors and extremists. That just can't happen. So, uh, you know, guess what? Guess what's happening while the whole world celebrates this technological marvel, this modern breakthrough? Guess what's happening? A lot. (laughs) A lot. There's all kinds of things happening. You know, of course, you wouldn't know that if you're reading CNN, but... I mean, I could point out the fact that the U.S. Cyber Command is now launching an elite group of tech commandos who are properly called cyber operators. And they're they're deploying them all around the world in a, quote, hunt forward operations. This is they're hunting out there. Okay, they're hunting proactively to build cyber resilience all around the globe and in public private partnerships that promote and protect collective cybersecurity. Oh, that's fascinating. You know, I don't know. Call me a skeptic, but this uh, this persistent engagement strategy, which are their words, it seems an awful lot like the deep state might be embedding itself in critical infrastructure under the guise of lending a helping hand to everybody all around the world. You know, they promise to observe and mitigate threats that are undetected, which I will point out means the public has absolutely zero knowledge of what these threats actually are because they're undetected. They say there's a threat and they're going to take care of it, but we don't know what it is. You know, it's a persistent strategy uh, for cyber resilience and collective security. You know, at any rate, these operators are trained to know the behavior of their target. That's a direct quote to know the behavior of their target, which allows them then to deploy subtle countermeasures, again, undetected countermeasures against what they call common adversaries. Wow. You know, I bet these guys can do a really good job of keeping elections safe and secure all around the world, just like they have in the U.S. and Brazil. You know, never mind all the key words like collective cyber, you know, collective and resilience and common adversary. Never mind all that. You know, never mind the decades of deception and devious deep state deeds or the fact that these cyber commandos are completely unaccountable. We don't even need to pay attention to that. We just have to trust them because they're from the government and they're here to help. (laughs) You know, surely they're going to do the right thing. Right. Right. 
And a hush fell across the crowd as everybody contemplated the deep implications of having cyber commandos running around the world, uh, creating the critical infrastructure, putting the, I would say, probably the finishing touches on the great global socialist surveillance state. But moving on, friends, you know who else we should trust along with the cyber commandos? We should trust Bill Gates. <laughs> Mic drop. What? What are you? I know you're joking, Luke. What are you talking about here? Why should we trust Bill Gates? Why, friends? I'm so glad you asked because I'm sure you remember how Mr. Gates had worked so hard to help humanity, uh, help humanity prepare for a global pandemic right before the last global pandemic. You know, event 201 and all that. Remember that? Well, apparently. Apparently, get this, Bill Gates' altruism is almost as limitless as nuclear fusion because now he's at it again. And this time, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is teaming up with the World Health Organization, John Hopkins University, and others to conduct another high-level exercise to simulate another global pandemic. And this time, they're calling it catastrophic contagion and it almost sounds like it'd be a great title for a podcast or a movie in hollywood but this catastrophic contagion uh portends a pandemic with a higher fatality rate than covid19 that disproportionately affects children and young people and you know what it's actually built on a respiratory virus this uh, respiratory syncytical virus however you pronounce that that's what this this catastrophic contagion is based on and in fact this planning exercise was conducted in october just like event 201 was conducted in october and then we know what happened then event 201 happened and then some other you know follow up exercise happened and then boom the pandemic you know the the uh, the the virus uh, escaped out of the lab. It, it leapt onto the back shoulder of the lab coat and, and then followed that Chinese guy over into the market. And then it, it leapt into the, the wet food market. And, and, and that's how it took over the whole world. Remember, that's how it happened. Anyway, friends, I want to point out this, uh, this catastrophic contagion exercise conducted in October. Uh, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, they, that they were planning to to handle this kind of situation because, 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 because I've been noticing a lot of headlines over the last couple of months that look a little bit like this. And uh, I got a whole series of articles in here. I'm going to read the headlines. I just want to note the dates. Okay, Remember, this planning exercise was happening in October. October 21st, we find a headline that says the virus, uh, respiratory virus cases in children are surging like never before. October 27th, YRSV cases are exploding right now and what parents can do about it. October 28th, five questions about the surging outbreak of respiratory syncytical virus. November 2nd, or surging. Here's what to watch for and answers about treatment options. Uh, spoiler alert, the only option is to get everybody vaccinated again and again and again and again forever. Continuing on, November 15th. Why the RSV surge is so serious and what to know about symptoms and treatments. November 16th, RSV could cause a triple-demic. And here's what you need to know. By the way, that's coming from the WEF. 
all these sources are top page sources. So November 18th, children's hospitals call on Biden to declare emergency in response to unprecedented RSV surge. And December 9th, the race to control triple demic as cases of RSV in children sweep the U.S. and Europe and on and on and on. Friends. My friends, my dear friends, I just I like I said, it's a good thing that that Bill Gates is working on this in advance because it looks like it's happening again. I don't know. Call me crazy. But I want to point out a few other things here. One, this is happening all around the globe. So these are headlines out of U.S. papers. Okay, but it's happening all around the globe Two. This RSV global outbreak has been studied since June. And there's a link in the article there that goes to uh, an academic, uh, what was it, the Journal of blah, 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 the Journal of Infectious Diseases. I got a screenshot here in the article. We'll get to that in just a second. And the third thing I want to point out is that this is exactly, exactly what the catastrophic contagion event predicted. Exactly what it predicted. Now. I know that's a lot to take in, but please spend a second with it and let it sink in. Okay, they had this event in October. We've got all these headlines from October to November, now December and current uh, that, that that mirror exactly the same thing. And I I know that we've seen this all before, and so it's to me it's deeply disturbing. Like holy shit, here we go again. Pardon the French, you know. But I want to break up the headlines just a little bit. I want to share this screenshot uh, and share a few things that stood out for me because this is the anatomy of a psyop. We're looking at what they're doing in advance to manipulate, set the stage for the next uh, the next great psyop, which we're going to be we're looking at right now. So. In this uh, this journals of an infectious disease here, I took the screenshot. I got some arrows on there pointing out, okay, it's the Infectious Disease Society of America, the HIV Medical Association. But there, there's a study in the journal that's about the respiratory syncytical virus around the globe, the data to help guide wise use of vaccination. So data to help guide you know, public policy. Ultimately, this research article was written in June. Before we started seeing these headlines, before we heard anything about the uh, the cont- catastrophic contagion event, you know they were pumping the research and the data to guide the policy since June. And of course, there's those other uh, clues there that some sleuth might like to look into. But I just want to emphasize up at the top there in the uh, in the URL, if you just you know those games where you have to like. Uh, they got jumbled letters, and or you got to find the words that are embedded in other words. Well, if you look at the coup, the C dot O U P, what a fascinating, um, I don't know, shall we say, uh, there's a word for it. What's the word I'm looking for? Coincidence. That's what it is. The fascinating coincidence that there is a, the coup, the word coup is embedded in this, you know, what appears to be massive psychological coup against humanity. Never mind that, friends. Uh, the same article be, can be found at the NIH website.gov website, which means there is no doubt they are using this data to guide their latest efforts to stick a needle in everyone's arm again and again and again forever, ever more. But let's just go ahead and take a deep breath. Ah, because there's more, friends. There is always more in other. 
other news that's not related to the psychological warfare I get uh, being perpetrated against humanity. It comes to find out, come to find out that the Dutch farmers who are being forced off their land in order to save the planet from cow flatulence, these Dutch farmers are now the center of a global right wing culture war. <laughs> Oh, you got to be kidding me. At least according to the liberal idiots out there, this uh, this pushing farmers off the land to save the planet from cow flatulence is the center of a right wing culture war. And that's at the global level. Okay, And I, I think that and the fact that the Club of Rome is turning 50 years old today is a perfect juxtaposition because the Club of Rome is a radical, fanatical environmental cult that has been waging war against humanity to save the planet since the 1970s. And what's interesting about the propaganda in the COR is the Club of Rome, their propaganda is, it it fascinates me that it perfectly mirrors the talking points of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Again, the link's in the article there, friends. This is the truth you can trust, not because I'm asking you to take my word for it, but because I'm putting it out there for you to to look and develop your own informed uh, perspectives. But now, the Club of Rome and the UN Sustainable Development Goals, the, the language is nearly identical. Uh, and same with the Davos crowd talking points. It's all the same. And what's even more fascinating to me today, as this news comes out of the Club of Rome turning 50, and the, fa- the fact that the liberal media is saying that uh, the, the global right-wing culture wars is centering on these Dutch farmers, which is they were being pushed off for radical environmental agenda purposes, the Green New Deal kind of stuff. Okay, Uh, right out there on the front page of the Seattle Times is plastered some of this globalist propaganda in an article titled, For Better or Worse, Billionaires Now Guide Climate Policy, which, of course, is not their own words. As you know, they don't. uh, (laughs) Anyway, I've talked about before how the Seattle Times will put something in there. You see those words. So if you search for the for better or worse billionaires now guide their climate policy, I just knew that had to be something just to demonstrate how the globalist propaganda machine works. I went ahead and searched for it and lo and behold, as uh, in as the screenshot shows you there in the, in the article, uh, for better or worse, billionaires now guide climate policy is riddled everywhere from uh, MSN.com down to, to Apple.com. Okay. So I would say that this this whole psyop here is a conditioning of the psyche of the Occupy Wall Street crowd. All those guys that are like, we're the 99% and screw you, big money. Screw you, corporations. Screw you, capitalists. You know, And they're trying to get this crowd to accept the collusion between billionaires and the true bona fide climate fanatics out there who are trying to save the planet. So you got to have to work together with these billionaires. So there's, they're conditioning the psyche to do that. And it's kind of like the psychological tweaks that had to take place in order to nudge liberals who used to say stick it to the man you know liberals who used to demand free speech and all my body my choice all those liberals they had to nudge them towards supporting mass government censorship in the name of defending and sticking a needle in everybody's arm in the name of defending democracy and it happened it worked it worked because it's all mind control it's all advanced psychological warfare that is controlling the public perception with algorithmic social interventions, just like we've been talking about, friends, as you and I and anybody with their, you know, their right mind already knows the billionaires already control all the policy, not just the environmental policy. So, you know, then again, 
as obvious as that should be, you know, I think it'd be best not to tell the uh, idiot snowflake progressives who still think that their woke votes are saving the planet and democracy. Here's what I think, friends. Over the last several weeks, uh, I was noticing the shift in language toward respiratory illness. And I was like, ah, oh, this is this is the new justification for restrictive public measures, this respiratory illness, which could be anything. Isn't it remarkable, by the way, that the symptoms of COVID-19 and, and RSV and the flu are identical? <laughs> anyway, they're using this respiratory illness, which could become caused by any number of viruses. They're using that to, to justify the public health measures like the masking. And now we've got the public health officials all across the country strongly urging the public to put their muzzles back on because the CDC recommends doing so. And as you know, the good humans are falling in line. And good sense, my friends, good sense is failing at a massive scale. This moment is ripe for another massive psychological operation to manipulate the minions and advance the agenda. The planning has already taken place. The shift has already occurred. From here on out, the pace will only quicken. That is my prediction, friends. But then again, you know, I'm just an ignorant peasant. So don't listen to me. You probably should listen to the experts who can explain the science to you in a way that makes sense and keeps you safe. And don't forget to be grateful because nuclear fusion is really big news. <laughs> Friends, that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the great R. Take the time, find the heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical Monday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Uh, 